Episode 151 of The Loaded Couch. Spaceballs, Chicken and the Schwartz. PlayStation Profiles Online. JRPGs and collectible card games. Questions from listeners. And beer. Beer. Which plant seed should this bullet poop? Ferns. Ferns. The manhood flying out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Reach in at your own risk. This This is The Loaded Couch. All right, and we're back with episode 151 of The Loaded Couch. I'm Scotch Hound. And I'm Celtic Fox. And we're still missing a pigeon peg leg. We all guessed and hoped and wished for a pigeon to come back, and he's still blessing us with not. <laughs> yeah, we wished upon a star and still didn't get it. <laughs> all right, uh, right into the beer match. Calc, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a lager. I'm drinking station lager. It's a Vienna-style lager from Lone Eagle Brewing, and they're out of Flemington, New Jersey, a oh, local snap. brewery. And uh, alcohol is 5.3%. I think... Um, we may have to do a road trip for this one. Yeah, why not? Uh, myself, I'm drinking the WNB. It's not the women's national basketball team. I was waiting for the NBA to follow up. <laughs> it's uh, the it's from Terrapin Beer Company. It's a coffee oatmeal imperial stout. Um, it says uh, two Athens, Georgia companies, Terrapin and Jittery Joe's, have teamed up to create a unique blend of coffee used to produce this robust and flavorful beer. Uh, so it's out of Athens, Georgia, as I mentioned. It's in a brown can, and it's 9.4% alcohol. All right, right in the beer news, uh, Ludacris. Um, everybody knows him, I would imagine, right? Most Ooh, everybody. Duh. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, his chicken and beer company, or restaurant, I should say, uh, which I think he's partial owner. I don't think he's the sole owner of, um, which can be found in the uh, Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta Airport at the end of Concourse D if you're really looking for it, uh, is now offering the South's down-home flavored foods, uh, but the company has gone ahead and chosen to be paired with uh, brews sourced from local Georgia independent breweries. Hmm. Now, uh, thoughts on doing, or just only providing the um, craft beer options. What do you think, Coke? Um, Is it a good good direction to go i think it's a good direction i think it's risky because i mean how many travelers are you gonna have i mean you're you may have those people that go through the concourse and they want their miller light their Coors light it is but, an international airport yeah but I, I do like the the idea of going with a you know local craft brewery option only now um do you think this would work everywhere? Like, do you think this is like an option, you know, because I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, where I'd like to see, you know, us kind of getting a little bit more local source with our beer options, because it kind of, I mean, granted, I see the desire of what the big um, beer companies are doing, where it's, you know, you can go anywhere and get the same flavored beer. Yeah. Because it's yep. all the same and it ships everywhere. But is this something that kind of, you know, can liven up your life a little bit, kind of add a little bit of drama to your dining experience if you go somewhere else and you're like, okay, this is, yeah, I'm getting a lager, but it's from this company. I've never had this company's before and it tastes a little bit different. I think it's, again, I think it's a good option because it gives the little guy a chance, obviously, which I'm a big fan of. And I think the risky part of this is it actually puts a lot of pressure on Ludacris and and or the operators of those chains because they they should have a very well thought mix of the beer options to provide to, to the match people. what the foods mean 
Well, not only just match with the foods, but like I, you know, like we said, it, you, you know, you're gonna have your your people that are gonna come through, and they're gonna be used to their their light beers, you know, their Pilsners and the Coors Light, the Miller Light, the Budweiser. So I think that's gonna put quite a bit of pressure on the people running those chain to make sure like they have a well thought out blend of beer options, you know, through the spectrum. Oh, like, I got you. Just having you know, an, yeah, right, right, right. I got you. The, the quantities of the types of beer that they have. Yeah, and and hopefully like hopefully not each one is up to an individual choice, although that could be cool for more of the regional areas because you know, mate, you got the West Coast, I mean, which is really heavy with the IPAs and stuff. So maybe that's more of a, a better option for them. So you're you're not thinking this could work everywhere. It could. It could. It's just it, it's very risky, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, do you think if this did kind of make a start and you start seeing a lot more business picking this up, do you think this is going to start eating into the big three or do you think they've got their claws pretty well everywhere else that they're just going to, you know, well, we've got craft brewers that we use that or that we could offer to you as well and then they'll just still. Well, I think you've in. already, I think the big three have already taken a hit. I mean, we saw that we, we talked about it, I think, a couple episodes ago about the, I think Budweiser is down. Budweiser's down like one third, you know, one third of their their normal volumes. Right. So, you know, it's it's already, I think, put the dent on the big three. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it for the beer news. Anything else you can think of? Nah. nah okay, you, can... want to, you want to give a quick uh, thought on your beer? Uh, I actually really am enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> let me grab it real quick here. Uh, I started drinking it because we were doing a little bit of work before we recorded, and so I am going to need a refill, but I, I do want to say it's it's got, um, the can describes it as having like hints of caramel, mm-hmm. um, and it finishes with a, let's see what I got here, Vienna style lager, so it's got the notes of freshly baked bread, caramel, and finishes with a noble hop character first impression right away with it was i did taste the hoppiness okay um for the lager so do you remember during my birthday we had that victory the homegrown lager yep right away we thought it was an ipa an ipa because of the hop in it so this has a little bit of that it's it's teetering more on the hoppy side but the sweetness i mean it's warmed up a little but the sweetness of the caramel notes and stuff that are in it definitely are starting to come out more and it's helping tame down the hop. Uh, so I can honestly say I enjoy it. I don't think it's too sweet. I think it's balanced pretty good. Um, and I'm actually excited to go have another one. Okay. Uh, so that's a yay on yours. Any food pairing with it? Yeah. Right. While we're talking food pairings. Um, I don't know. Um, that's hard to say. Um, I would say, I, I know, I've, I think I said this not too long ago. Give me like a hot dog with it. For some reason, I'm like, I've got like a hot dog flavor in my mouth. I don't <laughs> when know. When was the last time know. you were at uh, Hot Dog Johnny's? Oh, I haven't been there in a long time. Toby's? Same. Oh, I ha- haven't had, I haven't gone out to have hot dogs. For, for our listeners, uh, we're located in northern Jersey, so. There's a very well-renowned uh, hot dog joint in Jersey called Hot Dog Johnny's. I think I told you I was, I think I was in, I was when I was overseas. I want to say it was Italy. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody walking around with a Hot Dog Johnny's shirt on. <laughs> There's no mistake in it because it's that green with the mustard yellow, you know, print. 
Well, no, this one was bright yellow with just the big hot dog in the middle of it, and I think it was uh, okay. black print. Or... No, it's a brown. I've seen brown the, print. Okay. I've, yeah, I've seen the yellow ones with the the mustardy brown, um, you know, coloring on them. Yeah, but... I mean, I should have gone up and asked, but I didn't. We were in like a huge crowd and just kind of like. Yeah, I'm not going to be that dude. Hey, I know where Hot Dog Johnny's is. And go over and like talk to him and stuff. I should have because it's like where the hell else, you know, would the person have gotten it. But you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a small world, man. You should have went up and said something. I know. Yeah. Hey, I live right by that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. All right. uh, Let's get. Oh, sorry. Before I get into that. My Terrapin, it is. It's really good. It's it's mixed or it's brewed with Jittery Joe's coffee. Um, you know, with uh, what I'm assuming, because it is an oatmeal uh, imperial stout, it is that dark beer. So I'm assuming it is a just a black coffee that it's mixed with. It's not bitey. It doesn't have like that typical, you know, like that you know, people like to say that sour kind of bite that uh, coffee adds. There is that smoothness, like the, um, you know, like the stout overall, the entire thing. And it just kind of tastes like the dark malts that you typically get in a, in a stout. It's kind of interesting that you're not getting a whole lot of the coffee flavor in this. It's, it's How nice. How about the, uh, the Imperial side? Because they tend to be a little higher alcohol, I believe. So yeah, it is little... 9.4. There is a little bit of that. You know, it's not like an easy drink like a, um, a Guinness. Yes, yep. Guinness, I mean, I love Guinness, and... Um, I, mean, I could drink it, and it's almost like water drinking it for me, yeah. just because yeah, of how easy it goes down and stuff. It's got a little bit more of that uh, alcohol bite to it, but not overwhelming whatsoever for a 9.4. It's it's really good. If you get a chance, check it out. Okay. All right, uh, let's get another beer, and we'll be back with Let's Talk Games. Hey, if you want to email us at thelotocouch at gmail.com or tweet us at thelotocouch, maybe we'll send something in return. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Let's. Let's. Talk. Talk. Games. Games. All right, Calc, start us off with reminding the listeners what we're drinking. Or what you're drinking, I should say. What I am drinking. I am drinking a lager. It's called the Station Lager. And it's from Lone Eagle Brewing. It's a Vienna-style lager, and they're out of Flemington, New Jersey. It's uh, 5.3% alcohol. All right, and myself again, uh, I'm drinking the WNB. It's a coffee oatmeal imperial style from Terrapin Beer Company out of Athens, Georgia, 9.4% alcohol. All right, uh, let's get into some gaming talk. Kelk, what did you play this past week? Uh, a lot of the, you know, the common ones that I've been playing the last couple of weeks, but I'll just repeat it for the listeners, and I'll dive into one. And try not to get too carried away, because I'm sure we're going to talk about it many other times. Um, I also want to give a pre-warning apology. My dog is laying next to me, and she is rubbing all over the floor and licking herself. So. Mm, making that yeah. diamond, making that uh, sloppy dancer noise. <laughs> yeah. No, she's cleaning herself, trying to put <laughs> put herself to sleep, and she keeps giving me the hairy eye. Is that how you put yourself to sleep, Cog? Like myself, every, of course. <laughs> Um, all right, so games I played. Uh, let's start backwards and lead into my conversation. Uh, I played some a little bit of Ghost Recon Wildlands. Okay. Um, I do keep going back to pick that up and just knock out a quick little objective. I won't even say a mission, but sometimes it's just an objective, whether it's a, a, a gun blueprint or maybe like pick up some skill points or something like that. I try to get into it. Um, the other thing I played, we played some Gears 4. Uh, yes, we did. That was fun. 
Yeah, we've been on quite the run. I think we like the first night we played, we knocked out like six Chivos, and I think I've gotten like another five or so. Okay. Since since we played again, dude, I got a hundred and twenty oh. point Chivo the other night. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, all right. You have to tell me about that one. Yeah. Uh, and then finally played Sea of Thieves again. Um, this time we participated in the stress test. What a uh, dick that was. Again, Pardon for the listeners, um, they've had, you know, they've had their alpha testing, their closed alpha, then they had a closed beta, and now this past time they had a stress test. And, it was you know, still closed. Stage, still closed. Uh, it's for anyone that was in the previous stuff and anyone that pre-ordered. Uh, I think a lot of the listeners, you know, you and I were the old guys. Um, people got to understand, like, some of these things, at least what Rare is doing is a genuine closed betas and stress testing. These are not demos. These are not like the, you know, you remember when Destiny had like their open beta and a lot of other games like have open betas and they may even have a, a closed beta, but it's really just like a demo. Right. Um, I think Rare is probably the one that that is doing what I have not seen done in a long while, which is they're 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 literally trying to still fine tune the game and work out a lot of the kinks um, by doing these closed betas and stress tests and stuff like that. Uh, but no, I, I wanted to talk. Did you did you take notice? And I know it's been brought up quite a bit on uh, Reddit and on the forums, and I'm I'm sure it'll get addressed because usually when this comes up, uh, developers tend to jump on it rather quick. Uh, what was your thoughts on the size of the the text from the merchants and the missions? Um, it was size. It was a wise. little small. Little small, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't um, go ahead and complain. I mean, like you said, we're not the youngest uh, people out there playing the game, but yeah, it was mm-hmm. a little small. Yeah, yeah. I could, I, I could see them. I, I could see them having to uh, up the size of the font a little bit. Sure. Um, but that, that was kind of really my only gripe. They did, they added in a bunch of other new stuff. Um, well, they added in some things, but they took some other things out, right? I don't, I don't know if they took anything out. I mean, they, they kept the gold, the gold merchant in. He was the only merchant of the three, but they added some of the new NPCs into the different storefronts. You could interact with them, talk to them. Right. Um, I don't know. Again, if you took notice, uh, the world seemed to come alive a lot more. Um, there was a lot more seagulls. There was fish in the ocean now. Um, a lot more of the environmental sound effects were in there. Uh, I was kind of just... I know you were doing it too. I kind of just loaded it up and was sitting on the beach enjoying the scenery and you know, listening I, to all I the sound I actually got booted a effect. few times for inactivity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it It was relaxing. Uh, I was just sitting there, you know, relaxing, doing some other work and just, you know, enjoying the sights. I wanted to Um, try and figure out a way that I could just do like a screen capture for like, you know, whatever it is, the the 20 minutes that they let you do it without uh, any activity and -hmm. just have that as like a screensaver. (laughs) Oh, I would just put on a loop. Yeah, exactly. Something I could just like watch and listen to because it is kind of soothing, like with the seagulls playing in the background and the water wash of like the ocean, you know, waves and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't want to dive too, too much into it and spoil anything or give away anything for anyone that... Are we allowed doesn't... to talk completely about it? We can. I mean, at least the stuff we've been playing, because it's, it's... Okay, Did uh, I don't know if you saw, and I didn't tell you, there was um, the one time when I was sitting there, uh, 
I did tell you about the guys that sunk my boat when I was just sitting up at the bar. Yes. Yeah. Then I went and killed them or whatever. <laughs> and then their boat sank. Anyway, um, uh, those guys, they came in originally or they, they spawned in and then they came there or something. Then they left and they came back and that's when they tried sinking my boat with the, uh, the dynamite. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, uh, the first time when they came through, the one guy showed me that there's, there was a, um, a glitch in the game. Okay. As you go walking out towards the water, if you know how you can do like the power swipe with the sword? Yes, yep. Just as you're walking into the water right before you go into like the swim mode when the water gets too deep, uh-huh. if you do your power swipe right then, you go flying out into the water like you're Michael Phelps on crack. <laughs> and it's like you go like a good 100 yards or something like that and you're just like, "Whoa!" flying out and i mean you can turn the whole time in the water and it looked crazy it was so funny like uh, aquaman (laughs) (laughs) completely it was hilarious um and then the other thing was is they had a um the one guy brought in what looked like a glowing skull it was like a specialty pickup there was nowhere he couldn't figure out where to drop it off uh he didn't know what to do with it but it was something that they found when they were out and about and, yes, and he so, brought it back, and it was just kind of like this glowing skull, and he was just carrying on. And he's like, "You want it?" I'm like, "Yeah." No, those those it. were added along with. Uh, this isn't really spoiling anything because people will find them right away. Those were some of the uh, mission rewards, the skulls, because you're going to be able to trade those into the Order of Souls. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, and also, uh, people were finding message in a bottle, which is like. Uh, oh, I did see one of those, and I picked one up. There was one laying on uh, the beach. I thought. Yeah, when I went the, to the one island. Did you also see there was a lot more seashells on the beach? Yes, now. yeah, there was a whole bunch. Yep. I, I did notice that because previously we would walk around the beach, you know. It was bare. And, and yeah, it was bare. We'd dig up things and stuff like that. But I did, I did notice that there was quite a bit of seashells added, which was pretty cool. Sure. They're, you know, they're low. They're low polygon. They're nothing like fancy or anything. But no, again, but again, it's something to add depth, I think, and also kind of hide some of those message in the bottles, like you easily confused. Although I think the message in the bottle, the one that I noticed, it had like a glint that uh, would sparkle off of it from a distance. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think it was. Yeah, yep. so that would you know. All right, myself then. Uh, I played the Sea of Thieves, as we kind of just discussed and stuff like that. I also um, played some Gears Four with you, as you mentioned. Um, I, I it's it is linear. We are playing on hardcore. Hardcore, so it is a bit of a challenge. Yep, uh, but it's good. You know, I'm I'm not going to complain whatsoever. It, it, the challenge, I I do enjoy the challenge. I think if we were just kind of running through it, it would make it a little bit lame, and I'd kind of be a little bit regretting the fact of just getting through it. Yeah, and I think you remember the one night we were playing too. I kind of like commended the the AI of the enemies, and I mean, oh, I don't ducking know behind things and all. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. If that's because we scaled it up to hardcore, but I kind of am enjoying it because they, they're they're not just standing there taking bullets. I mean, they're they're you know quite the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also um, I've been playing the crap out of Rhyme on uh, the PlayStation. The freebie. Okay, so thoughts. Let's dig into that one a little bit because that's one that I had recommended. Yeah, it it is. It, it's really good. It's um. I find, uh, how much did you play? I probably got about. Uh, I probably got about an hour and a half into it. I would say. Okay. Um. Do you know? Because I think it is broken into like a type of chapters thing. There's collectibles you can get. Have you gotten any of those? Yes. Yeah, so I've gotten. T- Two or three of the collectibles. The statues and... or the uh, the ones that kind of fill in the little circles? So I've gotten two of the little statues. Okay. And I've gotten one or two of the little partial circles. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Like the yeah, like the puzzle pieces in the circle. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I got to the, I've gotten to the location where you have the, the giant shrine kind of that you need to, you have like these crescent moon. Yeah, you got to um. um you gotta like you gotta line up the crescent moon things that are like offset, and they open up a doorway. And into this doorway, I looked up, and there's like like a broken staircase, and I need to figure out somehow how to get up into these other crescent moon statues that are in there. And that's kind of where I'm at. So it, I'm about an hour and a half into it because I, I spent a lot of time just climbing around, walking around, looking for stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm I got in through like a, I'm in a uh, swimming board. I think I'm into like the third act out of five. I think there is because uh, the one I've been, I missed out on the first few uh, collectibles because it doesn't show you any hit this button when there was like in the original collectibles. I saw like three of them, mm. but it didn't yeah. say like hit the, what would be the X button on the Xbox, it hit the square button on the PlayStation. It didn't tell me that. I'm just sitting there looking oh, at yeah. it like, what can I do with this? It didn't yeah, give me any directions of what to do doesn't hold your hand at all like with i mean the first the first collectible i walked up to i was trying a bunch of different things and i think you if i'm not mistaken i think you need to kind of hit like what would be equivalent to y then x on xbox you have to like do something with the x and y button yeah on the playstation i just had to hold the square which would be the same location as the x and the xbox but i have to hold it to do it Okay, maybe maybe that's what it was, but yeah, I had I had the hardest time first gathering that in, and I couldn't pick it up. I, I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I I knew I do notice myself though humming to myself all the time, like the little boy, like when you hit the Y button. Yeah, and and well, we were talking about Sea of Thieves type of thing being relaxing. It rhyme kind of has a little relaxing atmosphere to it too. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the music is kind of soothing. You know, there's just a lot of that background noise and stuff. It is it is pretty cool and. uh there is people attacking me now, but I don't. Uh, have, I I have a little way of uh, defending myself, but it's something that you have to pick up and use. It's not like a, um, you know, an attack button for yourself. Interesting. I so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if that was going to be any part of it, or it was just mainly like explore and solve puzzles. Yeah, it, it is mostly. That's that's the majority of it. But um, yeah, there there is things that are starting to kind of attack me now that are kind of making the. Uh, the exploration a little bit more challenging so yeah, so you get, you get the you get a little bit of that zelda breath of the wild feel yeah i was because uh, I, I was sitting with whiskers and she was watching me play and she goes i completely see what he's saying with the breath of the wild um yeah. you know there are the differences of course because the game isn't zelda um yeah i was yeah. thinking uh personally speaking i thought it had a little bit more of the wind waker kind of cell shading colorization to it okay okay um but you know, it, it could be like a good mix between the two. Okay. But yeah, so I've been playing a bunch of that, and it, it is good. Uh, the last one I was playing on uh, PlayStation was Hue. Okay. That's a puzzler, um, and what it is is you're a little boy, uh, like a little um, boy character that's just black. I think it could be a boy or girl, doesn't matter. It looks to me like it's a boy, um, and you have to puzzle through the boards. The boards are in black and white. Uh, until you unlock a, uh, or you find like a color, um, piece and it comes uh, in like a half circle. Okay. So hence the, the, the title hue, yes. meaning like colors. And then as you get through the boards, there's going to be like, say it's a black and white board. All of a sudden there's like a, uh, something blocking your way of getting through that's in a mm-hmm. specific color. When you 
pick that color up or find the color, then you can hit on the D-pad or on one of the pads like holding the left uh, bumper and then hit the directional uh, to, up to that color. It changes the background and that obstruction disappears and gotcha. you can go through it. So a little bit like Limbo with the whole gray scale, the black and white? Yep. Okay. And, and then, but like... you unlock the color wheel and it starts getting more challenging. Like there's some things where you have to do it in sequence, like uh, like a timed order because you have something that's falling or you're jumping up through things and you need to keep changing the background while you're doing it. So it does okay. get a little bit challenging that way, but it is a really cool puzzler type of game. But uh, The last thing was, uh, just because I had told you that I got 120 gamer point uh, Achievo, I was playing Destiny 2 with uh, Pigeon the other night. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I was surprised I got, uh, I was like, 10 or 15 uh, legendary weapons and it gave me 120 gamer point chief i was like oh no way pigeon's like you suck but then he's like i already got that one like you know half a year ago i'm like shut up yeah (laughs) um one 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 other game i did play and i didn't want to dive into it because i've already talked about a lot but assassin's creed origins uh again i'm so addicted to that game i i think i just crossed the 21 hour mark okay which is probably the most time I've invested recently on any game. Uh, usually I'm like two, three hours. I try it out. I play it. I move on to something else. Sure. I cannot get enough of this game. And the only reason I bring it up is uh, I think this week it uh, they released the free discovery mode. Um, you can pretty much explore around all of Egypt in a educational uh, type Still of thing. Still on foot though, right? On foot. You walk around and there's like these glowing orb spots you go to and when you walk through them it triggers like the the narration of God and it pretty much like explains to you like when the pyramids were made, you know, by who and why, stuff like that. It's it's very educational, very, very cool. Uh, That's free and they have the new uh, game plus mode, which is basically you can replay the entire game with your saved character at his current level and all of his gear and you pretty much start through the story again and everything ramps up so if if you beat the game originally on easy it migrates to normal normal goes to hard hard goes to nightmare and but you get to start out from moment one with your safe character and all the gear right so yeah really cool it's awesome awesome game all right uh, let's get into some sony news uh burnout paradise remastered is coming to ps4 this march Nice. Uh, this was a freebie with the backwards compat um, for the Xbox, and I know we haven't gone back and played it. I know Pigeon was kind of way into it. Didn't you play it a little bit with him too? I didn't play Paradise. I played um, the other Burnout. What was it? Burnout. Oh my god, I can't believe I forget the name. But it was one of the Burnouts where you pretty much and you drive around, and this one was more the open worldish one, right? right. Yeah, and I think Space Flans was a big fan of this one. Yeah, too. I remember he was playing a bunch. Uh, Pigeon was playing a bunch with um, one of our crowd. I just couldn't remember who. Now, yeah. is this kind of uh, PS finally, you know, going through and being like, okay, we're going to start making a bunch of these games backwards compatible, or at least backwards playable, but just calling them remasters so they can get more money? Or do you think they're uh, are they trying to do any of the backwards compat stuff? I don't know if it's. I mean, I I might be mistaken, but I don't think that this was exclusive to playstation no it wasn't no yeah yeah i mean i i know i think there's been a handful of playstation games that are so-called backwards compatible but the only way they become backward compatible is like you said they have to be a, a remastered version it's not it's not a original 
backward compatible like what Microsoft's capable of doing. Now, what are they waiting for with that? Do they not see the benefit of it? I mean, it, I think, it is a good. I think it's financials, and it's a it's a lot of work. I mean, they don't. It's a lot of work, and it's financials. But aren't they the largest selling console in the world right now? They are, and I mean, I think, and I think they are doing it, and they're seeing it because that one of the games I I want to experience that I, you know, I, the last PlayStation I had was a PS2. Um, that Shadow of the Colossus mm. just came out, and that that's a full blown, you know, from scratch remaster. And supposedly it's brilliant and very well done. Uh, that that's a game I would like to experience. But uh, yeah, I think they kind of see it. I think they see the writing on the wall, and that's why they're you're seeing Shadow of the Colossus, and you're going to see this Burnout Paradise. And but again, it, it, that's kind of, and I don't mean anything negative about it. But I mean, doing the remaster, you're kind of making the people who already have it buy it again. I mean, where like Xbox came out and they said, yeah, we understand, you know. You guys want this is a big thing for us, and I mean it's been a huge thing for people who like to play their old games and stuff like that. But it mm. it does cut into their wallet a little bit because it's not they're not getting any additional new revenue from these old games. But why not help out the crowd that way by making it an offering to them? Uh, yeah, I mean I think that's I think that's where Microsoft tried to do the one up on them was hey you can experience all this nostalgic stuff and all the great games that you already had, but at no cost to you. Yeah. But I think Sony's trying to do it with the remasters, but they have to do it in a manner where it's got a very high impact because they have to charge you for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, it's not a negative on them. I mean, if they keep doing it the way they're doing it, like Shadow of the Colossus, you know, more power to them. Go for it. I mean, that's... Since they've Looking. already kind of developed the game, though, and they have everything, and it is kind of a remaster, granted, I know that they have to go in and do some things to make it more visually appealing and stuff like that. Do you, but I mean, they're not recreating an entire game, though. Do they? Mm-hmm. Do you think that they should be offering it at a cheaper rate or a cheaper price with it being a remaster instead of a brand new game? Slightly, slightly. I mean, I would. I don't know what Colossus like a 40 is. Forty bucks instead of the yeah. 60? I don't know what it's going for, but I would assume thirty to forty is definitely reasonable for the amount of effort involved. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, My PlayStation launches online in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony's launched the My PlayStation. It's a nice new browser version of your PSN profile for use on desktops, lap- laptops, uh, tablets, and smart devices. Um, the My PlayStation lets you check your friends list, view your trophies, search your friends, and respond to friends' requests, update your profile, and send messages. Uh, there's nothing here that uh, you couldn't already do via the PlayStation app, uh, but it avoids you having to uh, having that download to your device. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no this is European uh, release date. Now, the one thing that I will say is I have the um, PlayStation app. Now there are two from the original. Um, there's the PlayStation app, and then there was the PS Messages. Okay. So there was like a messaging system, kind of like a, you know, like there is with Facebook. There's the regular Facebook, but then there's the uh, Facebook Messenger or whatever. Okay. Or just Messenger. Okay. It was kind of like that with the Sony. So does this cover both of that, you think? I don't know. So, I I mean, hearing you say that, so it sounds like, see, this, this my PlayStation online seems like they're trying to, you know, create a version of like what the Xbox app does. You yeah, know, like the Xbox app that's built into Windows 10. So, I mean, Microsoft has the advantage in that aspect. But what you just said sounds like it's very fragmented. Like from the so their messaging was a separate service than their PS app 
Yeah, like in home. here you can see if somebody, like in the regular PlayStation app, I think you could see if somebody sent you a message, but if, if, if you went to look at it, it automatically shifted you over to the secondary messaging app. Messaging app, okay. Now, I... Again, I don't have a PlayStation yet, um, and I haven't experienced this my PlayStation. But I'm, I'm hoping they integrate all this into one location. I mean, that would kind of make sense. Do you think they're gonna um, take a um, a point out of Microsoft's uh, playbook and go ahead and add the chat system into it, or an option for like the party chat system? Or do you think they probably don't have the uh, the code established and everything yet for that? I don't know. I mean, it's saying in the description it looks like it may all be integrated here because they're saying it's not only is it check your friends and your trophies, but it's you can respond to friend requests and update profile and send messages. Right. So it, it sounds like in the, the description here that they may have finally merged it all into one, which is good. Um, now, if they'll just let you join a party chat, that would be the uh, the big question. Yeah, I mean, you and Pigeon are going to have to check that one out because I am out of the loop on the PlayStation side. And uh, no word yet on the European release date. Yep. All right, uh, Microsoft News. Uh, JRPGs are coming to Xbox. Uh, We know our Pigeon Pegleg is beyond thrilled with this news. Even though he's not on here, we're just going to keep rubbing it in that how much he loves what? Final Fantasy. (laughs) That's so funny. I love how much he doesn't like that game. Uh, anyway, so uh, R's Origin and Shining Resonance. Uh, Wise. Re- Not R's. Wise. Wise or- Origins, right? Origin? Yeah, you said, you said R's Origin. Oh, did I? Wise Origin, yeah. And Shining <laughs> Resonance, Refrain, uh, are both coming to Microsoft uh, Xbox. Yeah. Um, or is, I'm assuming that's going to be Play Anywhere options. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if these fall under the play anywhere. Okay. Um, the wise origin in the the tease trailer uh, pretty much showed only under the Microsoft mm-hmm. uh, logo. So I don't know. I don't. Again, uh, the listeners can correct me, tweet me. Um, maybe this wise origin is already out there on PlayStation. I'm just not aware of it. But I guess the news for the day was that it's coming to Microsoft. And the Shining uh, Resonance uh, Refrain, uh, that's coming out on PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, that the the Wise didn't give any like hint at all of the gameplay, so I can't really comment too deeply on that. But the Shining Resonance one looked pretty cool. Um, it looked very Final Fantasy. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say that when I saw it. Yeah, it, it looked very Final Fantasy. I just. I don't know if either one of these are my type of game. You know, like well, I'm... JRPGs, are you interested in them at all? I mean, are you excited for this addition to the Xbox, you know, typical game platform or t- game options? I don't know if I am. I, I I guess maybe I'd have to experience one that is like really good. And uh, you know, if these are both like acclaimed and really good ones, maybe it's worth giving a try, but See, the problem is I tried even... I played that game Child of Light like a, a long time back. Mm-hmm. And that is very much like turn-based, you know... I don't know I don't know if you want to say that's a, a JRPG because there really wasn't RPG elements to it. Uh, just real quick for our listeners, I know most of them are probably in the know, but just explain what a JRPG is. I know the role-playing game, but just give them what the J means. 
Yeah, so Japanese role-playing. Right. Um, basically, I, I grabbed here for the notes. I found an old GameSpot article from a forum to pretty much summarize it, and it was saying basically JRPGs are usually a turn-based battle system, mm-hmm. and you attack using menus where you select your attacks, your skills, your items, stuff like that. But it doesn't focus as much in general on your stat attributions, character creations, and they tend to be a lot more linear. While RPGs, you know, the Western RPG that we're all used to, they're more about like character development and the creation, and they're more open-ended and open world, like exploring. Right. So I guess you would say kind of like the easy way to think about it is JRPG is very heavy story, holds your hand, and it's it's you know it's turn-based, where the Western RPG is. You know, very Witcher 3 and Fable, like, hey, here's your character, create them, put your attributes, and go explore the world and have fun. Gotcha. Uh, but it has that turn-based fighting uh, aspect to it, both of them. Uh, Well, no, no, because, I mean, the Western RPGs are kind of real-time. Like, the Witcher's not turn-based. Fable's not turn-based. Right, 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 okay. So that's... You know, I, I, I won't say that the turn base turns me off. I mean, because I'm uh, I like I like card games, you know, I like card collectible card, you know, games. Sure. And they're very turn based. I just don't know what it is with the Japanese RPG that doesn't like, you is know, it the art style and stuff that you can't get into or. No, I mean, I used to watch anime. I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm against that. I mean, I used to watch Ninja Scroll and Akira and all those, you know, classics. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is about the JRPG. Again, maybe I just need to experience one that's, that's really good, something that grabs me. Right. And maybe, maybe it'll change my mind. Hmm. All right, Nintendo news Super Smash Bros. port still rumored for 2018 release. This has got to have you excited. Yeah, kind of. The only thing is, is I'm worried about it being a port. Um, so I'm wondering if it is a port, uh, will we see new characters added to it? Uh, or is it just going to be a visually upgraded placeholder for as they're working on you know, additional well, releases? I think a port, a, a port with visual upgrades becomes a remastered, possibly. Okay. Would you agree? I mean, what are sure. your thoughts on Sure, I mean, I'm assuming companies, depending on how they want to uh, market it, could put the remastered name or leave it as a port if they wanted to you know well, uh, i i, I know it, what you're saying with a port your... being just kind of like a game that's already released and all they're doing is making it playable on the newer, newer console would it break your heart though i mean even if it was just a straight up carryover port you'd still uh, be excited right not as much just because they're making me pay for something again that i could just be playing on my wii u uh okay so yeah that always tends to slip my mind the whole the whole fact that you got to buy it again right with the nintendo i was really really disappointed with that because i mean you know the story we we invested in the wii u maybe what a year before the switch came out yeah and i was almost certain that those games were going to play you know on the switch yeah i mean if anything i mean because they had that for the longest time um that nintendo club or club nintendo And what you would do is you'd log in the games. There was a certain code or whatever that would come up with the uh, games when you purchased them. Uh, that would be shipped in like the box or whatever for you to uh, log into this Club Nintendo. And when you did, you'd uh, gain points and stuff like that. Yeah. 
uh, with those points, then they would offer you some kind of options for, um, you know, you could uh, get like a really cheap game, like a $2 game or something like that, or a $5 game or something in those, you know, in that kind of range um, for free if you got that enough points. And it's just kind of like a reward system. Uh, but with that, it was tracking the games that you purchased. So I always thought, you know, with having that as an option, and granted, I knew that they were getting rid of it and they were going to be upgrading it with something else. And I haven't seen the, the, the new uh, upgrade yet. I think, um, it, I thought it was supposed to be coming out real soon. Uh, but I was hoping that they were going to do something again where you could track the games that you purchased. And even like even with the old games, if you didn't, or if you couldn't have them usable on the switch just because of the uh, option that you had like it being a dvd or uh, the disc or anything like that um you know at least you would have that confirmation of the purchase of it and then you could just download it digitally even if it was like maybe you paid two bucks that's why yeah yeah, you paid the full price but then you're just paying like an extra two bucks five bucks ten bucks kind of like a transfer or an upgrade fee right exactly which is fine but it's like, I'd rather that option than having to just buy a brand new game of something that I already spent my money on already. You know, because we are, maybe I am just spoiled with this whole Xbox backwards compat thing. I think I yeah. think I completely am now. Yeah, I think I think it brings to light the, the big, the difference, the conflict, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe they really did hit the home run with it. It's, you know. I think they really put the pressure on every other company now that they did that, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's funny because they kind of took the, they kind of took it out of Apple's playbook with the whole iPhones. Right. I mean, Apple Apple committed to this. Everything in their app store will work backwards and forward, and nobody kind of really took the reins on that with the on the the video game side. And and again, I, I mean, I know we're on Nintendo talk, and here we are talking Microsoft. I think that's what Microsoft's doing again, where they're gonna they're gonna push the limits and the boundaries with the Game Pass being equivalent to the Netflix. Right, right. Um, but yeah. So what else we got on Nintendo? Uh, Castle of Heart trailer for Nintendo Switch was uh, released. It's a platform puzzler with a hack and slash kind of side to it. It's gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Nintendo depends too much on like these classic style games? I don't think they depend on it. I think it's just what does well for their customer base. I, I think. I think the people that buy Nintendo items, or are a certain type of people, uh, oh my goodness, are a certain type of person or you know people, and it's not to say anything negative or positive to them. It's just that's the style and the type of games that they like. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're depending on it. I think they just know what to put out that sells well. But again, it's it's the majority of those games are the ones that you find. And maybe it's just because, you know, on their releases of consoles and stuff, they are typically behind on the, um, you know, the hardware yeah. to where they are just easier to play or easier to, you know, have but playable I... on their consoles. But, I mean, it's, are they doing enough to keep up with the industry standards now that they're evolving and going to be able to grow with the industry long term? Or I don't see I mean, I'll go back to what I had just said before i don't i don't think that they're even behind on the technology i think they they just very they just know very well who their customer base is okay and by knowing that they know what games to release what ips work well and they also know what hardware what hardware shortcomings they can go to market with 
that allows them the most profit. So, because you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, they did take a loss on the Wii, but I think they said with the Switch they were already. And and they did it because the green. they knew the hardware, the hardware didn't out didn't price them out of the market. Right. They they knew they could come in like you have these Xbox Ones, you know, the day one. And then you have the Xbox One X's and the PS4 Pros. You have these consoles that are in the the four to five hundred or four fifty to five fifty price range, and I mean they have horsepower. But you have like the Switch can come to market at two ninety nine, and that hardware is plenty sufficient for what they need because they know that their customer base is acceptable to the type of games that they release. Right, right. It, they don't. They don't. They don't need to have that, you know, groundbreaking, you know, they're not trying to put The Last of Us or, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins or something like a high caliber graphical fidelity game on the Switch. They're content with playing, you know, Mario Kart. And and again, it's nothing, yeah, I, I, I kind of got into this conversation with the uh, Castle of Heart uh, comment. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's because the game. I think it looks fantastic looking at the trailer, and I um I do love having the Switch and uh, the play the play and gameplay that I get from the Switch, and I love the fact that Nintendo typically, when I think Nintendo, I always feel like that is a gaming system, Mm -hmm. because I always get that fun feeling. I it's like a you know you have the Mario which stresses you out, but I don't get stressed out by it's like. You know, typically when I'm playing like PDPs and stuff, I get stressed out just because of how bad I am. Mario Kart, yeah, I'm not great, but I'm have I'm still having fun when I'm racing. I'm not like getting ready to throw the console. I mean, granted, you want to sometimes when the, that random blue shell comes through when it's finally the first game that you've come in first place and all. But it's kind of more of still the the luck of the draw more so than just you know people pissing you. I don't, I don't know. How, I'm I guess I'm contradicting myself here, but. No, no, I still fine. see it as like a gaming console more so than like these entertainment consoles that I kind of view PlayStation and Xbox being. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, and again, this isn't a knock on Nintendo in any way. I, I think I agree with you. Nintendo is more of a, it creates, it creates the moment of gaming enjoyment where you know you're playing a game where I think Microsoft and PlayStation try to create these, these games that are, they try to make you forget they're a game and try to push more of like being an entertainment experience. Right. Um, like they, they, they try to go that one step higher because of the fidelity and stuff like that. They're, I think they're they're almost trying to chase movies where Nintendo's like, we're not trying to chase movies. We're just trying to create a fun game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, my last point on Castle of Heart, uh, I thought it looked really cool. It's it a, did, a, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a side-scroller. Uh, hack and slash puzzle platformer and the thing it reminded me the most of i don't know if you got a vibe from it it reminded me of uh max and curse of the brotherhood sure with the some of the things were chasing you through the board mm-hmm. and yeah had that puzzler kind of jumping over things yeah. and all getting yeah. through it yeah yeah it, it looked really cool like that it looked um and i like the whole part of when he dies he turns into cobblestone yeah because he's a a, a knight that was um cursed into being made out of stone or something along those lines yes yeah yeah, yeah. really cool really cool yeah it looked good uh multi-platform news uh fable fortune ccg is now available for free 
Yes, for those unaware, that is a collectible card game. Yeah, this is kind of getting into the um, the Witcher's uh, uh, Gwent. Yeah, you got the Gwent, and I think this is. It's very very early. It just can't. It's coming out actually tonight. I think as we record what was this, the um, the Blizzard one, Hearthstone. Right. So I was gonna say it's. I don't want to say it's making a run at Hearthstone because Hearthstone's like the king of very the similar though. Yes, very, very, it looks from, I didn't play it yet, but it looks like it plays very, very similar to Hearthstone. Uh, I did play Hearthstone. My son actually played Hearthstone, too. Uh, very easy to learn and play. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm quite excited for this. I, I'm This may be one I actually want to check do out. Do you think the Fable universe, especially because it's been kind of absent for a few years after they uh, closed up, shop and kind of drop that last game that was in production um is gonna have the draw enough that they're gonna get a lot of players on this fortune option i think i mean blizzard has such a large player base and fan base that i mean uh hearthstone is really killing it in this ccg uh gameplay yeah i mean i i don't think blizzard can release a game at all that will do bad um I think it's just got to do with the brand and the reputation that anything they create is pretty much gold. <laughs> sure. Um, I think on your point of, I think Fable, the, this Fable Fortune, I think it will draw some of the loyalists, some of the diehard Fable people. Um, they'll give it a try, and then out of that, how many will stick around. Uh, from the trailer and stuff, it looks like it has very much that Fable humor and comedy. Yes. Uh, it is a lot of ex-Lionhead employees, uh, so they stuck around and they, they wanted to see this through. I don't know if this was a mini-game that was possibly... Oh, going to be incorporated into the other games? Yeah, I don't know if this was going to be incorporated into Fable Legends or a maybe possible Fable 4 if they were going to work on it. Um, but yeah, I think in a way this is good that it that it was followed through and came to be because... I still think one of the big announcements coming this year is going to be the the reboot of Fable, and I still think it's going to be Playground, who's who did Forza Horizon. Okay. Um, I think they're going to be the studio that's been, I guess you would say, knighted to be the the ones to work on Fable. Okay. Uh, so now, a question yeah, this... with these, um, the I mean, I, I granted, I understand that they're different companies and stuff that are making them, but uh, these different options for the CCG, it kind of feels to me like it's walking into a classic arcade and there's just different types of pinball games, but they're still all just pinball games. This yes. one's just prettied up in a different way. Yeah, it is. And it, and it's just a question of, does it fit the, the story and lore of a type of IP that you care about? I, I think, I think you kind of hit it. I think it's, they're all pinball machines. It's just a matter of which pinball machine has more lights and better sounds for you. Yeah. Like the, the one benefit I will say to this, because, you know, fabled, probably i'm not going to say that it's lost the fan base but it doesn't have as large a fan base as blizzard you're probably not going to have as many people playing it so Mm -hmm. uh and i'm not saying anything against the people that are playing it but um you might not have as difficult a challenge i got what you're saying with the crowd the competitive base might not yeah, be Yeah, because I think, you know, with the amount that, um, you know, Hearthstone's been out already, if it is something that you're kind of just starting to figure out. Granted, I think they also have it, uh, you know, like, because you're leveled. 
um, mm-hmm. in Hearthstone that you know you're matched with your levels as well. But I don't know. It might be a little easier, and this could just be me being a fool. Um, and you know, if if one of our listeners wants to tell me that I'm being a jerk right now or an ass in saying this, but you know, this might be a good option as a stepping stone for if you do want to get up into that competitive level. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take us out out of this topic. You know, before we wrap up the segment, what what's a gaming? What's a franchise? I guess you would say a gaming franchise that you think could possibly create a decent you know ccg mm. i mean i'll i'll put mine out there okay. uh, i don't know if you were thinking about it but i think i think the halo universe for microsoft yeah that was the first one that came to mind i mean after that i was going into valve and like the uh the whole uh, orange box um oh the half-life yeah world? the half-life world that'd be interesting just to bring that back i mean that kind of just fell off but that was such a good game and series i i really do kind of miss it i I, yeah there's a lot of unknowns in that world but yeah that'd be interesting to know if there's enough enough lore and character to to create a card game but yeah i'm on my halo choice i think Uh, think because you got the different factions and stuff in there sure yeah i think there's just between the humans and the flood and the covenant right 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 i i I think that's a good call and they kind of I guess maybe it's cheating mentally on my part because they kind of went that route with Halo Wars 2. They have the Blitz mode, which is the Blitz are like foil packs that you can open up and place down and play like a a type of card game. Mm -hmm. But I I think if you're going to like like a core CCG type of card game like Magic and Pokemon and, you know, Gwent and Hearthstone... I think Halo could play right into that. I yeah. think with the with the Spartans and the Covenant and you know all those different characters, I I think you could anything pretty... in the PS world. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know enough about it. But if you want to go more of a, if you want to like throw something in there, this this might, I would almost say Uncharted. I would like to see. See, something. I was thinking that, but I'm, I, again, it's just all human race. But I guess you could take. Yeah, but I would like to see different... some more like elements in the whole archaeology. Like, I guess maybe if you were going to ever turn Indiana Jones into a, a type of. Well, how about like an Assassin's game? Creed then? Assassin's Creed might work because there's a bunch I mean... of different time frames that you go off of from the different you know types of people. Like you're taking Renaissance people versus you know Native uh, Native American Civil War people and. Yeah, I mean it's look at look at uh, you know look at the railroad. They obviously took Game of Thrones, and they they have so much lore and different widespread factions and characters that it works well for that. Right. So I'd I'd almost throw that challenge out for the listeners. If, if the listeners can think of a you know an IP or a type of uh you know game that's in the PlayStation world that might make a good card you know collectible card game, tweet us, let us know. Yeah. All right, uh, last thoughts on the beer that you're drinking. Uh, again, just uh, give the listeners what it is. Yeah, it's still a yay. It's um, it's you know, it's smooth. It's enjoyable. It's not uh, still a hot dog. Still a hot dog. Um, what do you what do you get on your hot dog? I I get ketchup and pickle. Ketchup and pickle. Yeah, yeah I'm, pickle spear and ketchup. I don't know what it is. I mean, I love chopped onion on my hot dog. Are you in everything? 
<laughs> and by when I say everything, it's onion and Jer- mustard. Yeah, the Jersey everything <laughs> is mustard and onion. Uh, I'll do that once in a while, but I'm I'm pretty much a ketchup and onion. Uh, and I do, you know, when I'm grilling here at home, I love pickle relish. Uh, I'll put that on my hot dogs. But yeah, back to my beer. It's a station lager from Lone Eagle Brewing. And they're a Vienna style lager and they're out of Flemington, New Jersey. So yeah, it's a yay. Well, uh, well done. Guys. All right. And, uh, yeah, this Terrapin, um, uh, WNB coffee, oatmeal, Imperial stout. It, it is tasty. Um, again, it's the first time having it. I am enjoying it. I hope that the coffee doesn't keep me up all night tonight. Uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth a try. Uh, all right. Uh, that's the, um, gaming talk. So let's take one last break and we'll be back with questions from listeners. Tired of the same old recipes and need to spice up your salad? <laughs> well, salad dressing not only makes your salads taste good, but they also mo- uh, moisten the fruits and veggies too. Whether you use a spritz or a splash, this dressing makes tossing salads socially acceptable and delicious. Tossed salad dressings are great for all occasions. Try it once, taste it twice, and swallow it all with tossed salad dressing. All right, we're back with questions from listeners. Kelk, what are you drinking? Um, finishing up that, uh, a station that, lager, that, that nice station lager. All right. Yeah. I'm still finishing up my WNB. Uh, so let's just jump into the, our questions. Then we have, uh, our first question is from throw me a bone at throw me a bone. I should say, uh, it says, so I follow you guys on Twitter and I saw a tweet about a possible three year milestone. Uh, you were looking to expand in the Patreon for some crowdfunding support. Wait, let me read that again. You were looking to expand in the Patreon for some crowdfunding support. Yeah. Why, if you have been uh, doing it for free these past uh, two years? Hmm. Mm. That's actually a good question. I mean, I know that there's a few things that we've been thinking of. I mean, you hear Kelk always say, this is just me personally saying it, but uh, I know you always hear Kelk saying that he doesn't have the Switch and he doesn't have a PlayStation. So it would be nice to get him one of those two consoles so that we can kind of, when we get into our talk, not have him being such a Microsoft fanboy. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, again, it's not, it's not a... By any means, it's not fanboyism. It's just what I know. Right. You know, it's it's what I'm able to oh, experience. Stop. You've been an Xbox fanboy since the beginning. Same with me with the original OG <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, no, I mean, I had a PS2 back in the day. I used to play Tekken. <coughs> Excuse me. Wrong pipe. I used to play Tekken. I used to play Wipeout. Um, you know, I used to play a bunch of those. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I would like to experience... God of War and Last of Us and you know Shadow Colossus Horizon Zero Dawn which I still want to get yeah yeah I mean there's there's an easy five you know games well five IPs right 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 away uh, in Sony's wheelhouse that I would love to play and I I'd even love to play Knack I'd I'd like to try it out and Mm. see that is actually kind of fun and see what see what it's about. Um, it's by by no means fanboyism. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing was uh, I was gonna say um, getting pigeon some better quality uh, gear so that we're not. And again, it's something to better the podcast for our listeners. Something that you guys can kind of benefit from just getting you know better quality out of us. Uh, having you know because I mean we kind of debate about this all the time when we're talking that there's a lot of white noise when the three of us get into a chat together and we start talking and it just doesn't have that clarity that we kind of really expect from ourselves when we're doing our podcast creations so yeah yeah I mean that's that's really what it is I mean the the question to answer the question is why do the crowdfunding and it's just 
to make it better. Yeah. To to make it better for the people that listen. Uh, we enjoy doing it each week. We've been doing it for you know three years now. Um, I think it's just kind of hit that point where if we're going to continue to do it, we want to make it better. Like that's the driving factor. Yeah, because thus far it's just been all been you know money out of our own pocket, which you know is no big deal because we wanted to do this and stuff like that. But again, it's just to make it what our expectations are. I think. Yeah, and and, and take and it hopefully... to that next level of what we were expecting the podcast to be when we originally started. I think it's kind of. Yeah, and maybe you know if it successfully hits that next level and it continues to, if it you know hits that level but continues to snowball from there. Uh, you know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll bring us things in the future that we've never anticipated, like doing it full time or, you know, something. And if like we were doing it full time, I think we could start like, uh, you know, kind of side, uh, side, what is that? Off shooting. Yeah. Like we are I mean, doing we've with got, like the movie and TV kind of talk. We can do some other things too, which is kind of yeah. like, we've got all we kinds of ideas. I'm all kinds of little things we've thought up that we would like to do, but there's, unfortunately there's real world obstacles that you know can prevent you from doing yeah. that so. and hey thanks for bringing it up because we i was going to mention at the end for the people who are still listening uh yeah as of our um year three it is coming up next month uh, our anniversary and uh it is something that we are looking to kind of um you know open up and make a, a service or an option for uh, our podcast so if you have a chance and you guys are patron uh, subscribers or are not please check it out patreon i should say um you know check us out we will have a site up soon and uh, we will start offering uh, some different things for the tiers and stuff with that so yeah i think what is it where it's kind of like it's just patreon.com slash the loaded couch is that what we are yeah i'm yep i'm pretty sure okay yeah so people can head over there i think we've already got it kind of up but we haven't brought we it haven't launched it or anything yet. yet yep yeah we haven't launched it yet but we're, we are working on it we're trying to work up some tier ideas if you can think of anything go ahead and hit us up on twitter yeah let us know give us some ideas of what you guys would be interested in seeing from that or from us so uh all right thank you for the question at throw me a bone that was actually a really good one uh our last question comes from at the broken cowboy pigeon where are you question mark i really miss the sweet soothing screech <laughs> favorite co-host pigeon pig like <laughs> Screech. Uh, if you guys can get in touch with him, uh, tell him that his lonely cowboy is uh, hurting for him and wants him back. Wait, mm. let me reread that again. If you guys can get in touch with him, tell him that his lonely cowboy is hurting for him and wants him back. <laughs> no pun, right? <laughs> no. Oh, I get you. Nice. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Wants his back. Mm, nice. Wants yeah. his back to feel uh, better. Yes, the broken cowboy. We we kind of were hoping our boy Pigeon would be back. Too. Yeah, he uh, was he was supposed to, and then uh, the Tuesday phone call came in with them. I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, he's so. he's fallen under quite ill times between. Uh, yeah, I, know I think he's been he had battling. the flu. Then he had strep or upper respiratory, upper respiratory infection, infection. <laughs> yeah. and now he's got like tooth issues where he's going to be gumming everything. What's he got, like gout in his mouth or something? Or? <laughs> something. I don't know. He's falling apart at the age of 30. The yeah, right pigeon, of 30. Just, just pull them all out, get the dentures, be done with it. <laughs> Holy hell, yeah. Uh, so where are you? He's still down in Texas. I think he's taking it easy in this daddy daycare lounger. Um, 
Hey, he made it. I mean, he's definitely riding that whole cowboy theme. He moved to Texas and everything. That's right. He's getting guns. He's buying guns. He's the next thing he's got to do is get a horse and start, uh, you know, learning how to ride. Last thing he needs is to get on a horse. <laughs> That's true. With his back the way it is. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll send the shout out to him. I'm sure he'll be listening to this episode. Yeah, we'll also. let him know. Yes, he he will definitely be listening to the episode. We make him do it. But. <laughs> All right, uh, that's the show, guys. Um, as we've said, uh, we do have some new things kind of coming down the pike. We got our three-year anniversary show coming up, um, you know. So keep an ear open for that. Uh, you know, if if you are interested in helping us out, uh, we are going to be having a Patreon site uh, starting up real soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, get your questions on here that can be read. Uh, you can reach us at the Loaded Couch on Twitter, uh, the Loaded Couch at gmail.com. Or uh, you can reach us at the www.theloadedcouch.com uh, and check us out. Check out our bios and stuff. Check out things about us. Uh, we do or are going. We are kind of making an effort, or I'm at least going to be pressuring, making an effort to kind of get a little bit more info on there. At least get us checking that a little bit more often to get make sure that we have you know pictures from you know us getting older. <laughs> Lots you know. of gray hair. Exactly. Uh, so you know. Keep an eye out for those things. If you want, reach out to us. Uh, give us your thoughts. Let us know if we're, we sound like idiots talking about any of these topics and uh, any questions you guys might have. Uh, otherwise, uh, that's it for the show. Calc, you got anything to say? Nope. Hope to hear from you on Twitter. Yeah, at the real Joe Kennedy. And I'm at Scotttown underscore LC. And uh, until next week, guys, we'll talk to you then. Later. 